I try to make it fun. Yeah, that's my whole thing. If I can make it fun, because the coach doing all the yelling and passing. I don't need to do that. I'm going to get you on a human level, my brother. I want to talk to you on a man-to-man, because there's nothing in this world that you can't go achieve if you go put the work in. I came off a dirt road, so trust me, I wasn't going back. So that was my whole motivation in life, was getting off that dirt road. Hey, sports lovers, get ready for a deep dive into the legendary careers and lives of sports' biggest stars with Hall of Famers, the podcast. Hosted by the pros who've guided and documented the amazing careers of these iconic athletes. More than just another interview, this is your all-access, all-season pass into what made these Hall of Fame legends great. From their humble beginnings and career highs to the breathtaking pressures they've faced, we're taking you from obscurity to the world stage of immortality. And the excitement doesn't stop there. Hall of Famers fuels the burning debate of true greatness. Who's the real GOAT? LeBron or MJ? Jim Brown or Barry Sanders? Barry Bonds or Aaron Judge? Wonder what these legends are up to now? Stick around. Our commentary explores all this and more with the most entertaining twists and turns you can't get anywhere else. This is your worldwide sports adventure. Hall of Famers is like no other podcast because it covers the all-time greats from all the major team sports. No matter what your favorite sport is, Hall of Famers has a story that will inspire you. Brace yourself for an unforgettable journey. Get ready for Hall of Famers, the podcast where legends never retire. Hey there, fellow sports enthusiasts. I want to introduce you to a game-changing opportunity to elevate your own performance, energy, and well-being, just like the pros. Ever wanted to be more productive at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom? Or how about lose a few pounds or even have a fuller head of hair? If you want this in your life, that's where Evolve Telemedicine comes in. Evolve offers cutting-edge approaches to personalized hormone therapies. And it's not just for athletes. Whether you're striving for more energy, aiming to shed those extra pounds, or just want to feel better every day, Evolve has a unique solution for you. Just picture a life where you wake up feeling great, are more productive at work, and have energy to enjoy time with your family and feel confident when you look in the mirror. Plus, you'll never have to miss another game, take time off work, talk to one of Evolve's expert doctors virtually from the comfort of your couch or anywhere you are. So if you're ready to have more energy, be more confident, and feel better every day, visit EvolveTelemed.com right now. That's Evolve, E-V-O-L-V-E, Telemed, T-E-L-E-M-E-D.com. And for a limited time, you can get $25 off your startup with code HOF or visit EvolveTelemed.com slash HOF. Remember, it's Evolve, E-V-O-L-V-E, Telemed, T-E-L-E-M-E-D dot C-O-M slash H-O-F. Take control of your health today with Evolve Telemedicine. Greetings and welcome to HOF's The Podcast, where greatness is the standard and legends never retire. I'm C. Lamont Smith, your host, and my co-host today is Mr. Jared Bell of USA Today. Jared is also a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame's 
Selection Committee. Speaking of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, our guest today was a first ballot selection to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2013. He is a Super Bowl champion, a former Defensive Player of the Year, and he was selected to play in the NFL Pro Bowl seven times during his illustrious 13-year career. We would like to welcome Mr. Warren Sapp to HOFs. Warren, what's up? How you doing today, man? Hello, fellas. I like the intro. Nice work. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate it, man. Hey, we hear that you are in Colorado, man. What brings you to Colorado? In the mind of Mr. Dion Sanders, primetime, Coach Pratt. You know what name you like. You like Neon Dion, you know, whatever it is. Brian got so many names, it don't don't even make sense. But he called me up and said he had a couple nice rushmen that he wanted to put a little spice in their life. So he called a big fella and said, I need you for a couple of days. I said, please. (laughs) That is a beautiful thing. Up there with Prime. How are the Buffaloes looking, man? How are they looking up there? I tell you what. I looked at the spread. I said, somebody somebody don't know football. <laughs> I looked at the spread, 20 and a half, three touchdowns. Nah. Nope. Not on it. Not, no, no, no. Not if I got something to do with it. And I've been for the last two days. <laughs> wow. Wow. That being said, I know in the past, Warren, you have thrown out the possibility of coaching or maybe being a consultant. Is that, are you serious about that possibility? You know what? I've done it at Kansas City last year and got pushed on for 15 and a half sacks and that, that unit to a world championship. I won't take credit for it, but I definitely put a little spice in their life. I guarantee you that. I went up to Washington the last couple of years and put a little spice in Jonathan Payne and uh, the other big tackle inside. And then I went back up this year to work on Sweat and Chase Young. So let's see. I mean, it's just all about the work they're going to put in. When someone shows you something that you've never seen before or never worked on before, now it's on you to go sharpen your knife. I know how sharp mine was. She didn't brush up against me, you just kept. <laughs> so I just try to teach the young men that the sky's the limit. They're passing out generational wealth. So go take advantage of it. Please, go my there. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And you would definitely get their attention just by way of your credentials, your personality, and your wisdom, because I know you bring so, so much great insight. No, I just, you know, I try to make it fun. Yeah, that's my whole thing. If I can make it fun, because the coach doing all the yelling and passing, I don't need to do that. I'm going to get to you on a human level, my brother. I want to talk to you on a man-to-man, because there's nothing in this world that you can't go achieve if you go put the work in. I came off a dirt road with no cable television, no air conditioning, and the piece of man didn't deliver. So trust me, I wasn't going back. So that was my whole motivation in life was getting off that dirt road. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt about it. Speaking of your work with defensive tackles, you are generally regarded as the prototype for the three technique in playing the position. Okay. (laughs) Tell me in today's game, then let's until Aaron Donald yeah, no, showed no, yeah. up. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's a, there's, a new, there's a new standard. There's a new standard right here. I held it for a little while, about 15, 20 years, but boy, that's young man name. So this you know, boy. you know what's crazy is that the, the finishing part of my question is excluding Aaron Donald. Who do you see in today's game that is holding up that standard? I tell you what, I want to. I want to see what the baby face killer, that's what I call big cue ball up in New York. The baby face killer, that's what I call him. That boy there. Ooh, whoa. 
I love the trigger he pulls. Simmons down in Tennessee, he does it like it's supposed to be. Fletcher Cox been doing it since day one. When I told the NFL Network, that's the best defensive tackle in this class. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. I was Mike me out, saying he wasn't. I'm like, I know what I'm looking at, son. I know what it look at, look what, what it looked like four feet down. Trust, trust me on this. This is what I do. I called Aaron Donald when he came out. I called Haloti Nada and told him he was going to look like a bowling ball of butcher knives with a heavy Chevy running around with no pads on. Trust me. You show me a defensive lineman, give me five things. A play to him, a play away, a pass play, and one he got to redirect. And I'll let you know if he can play. I'll let you know if you got something you can work with because that's what I made myself. I was a 225, 230-pound tight end outside linebacker and a punter in high school. I showed up in Miami and I'm 270. Right. <laughs> they were like, hey, there's no 300-pound tight end. I'm like, Eric Green. And Bob Carmelo was thinking, he beat in his grave with a fork. I said, okay. <laughs> Let me go down here and see what the D-line doing. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you mentioned the guy with, with the Jets. Q, you call him Baby Q, Quinn and Williams. I call him the Baby Face Killer. The Baby Face Killer. I mean, killer. he got a little, little Baby Face on him. I mean, just an absolute Baby Face. No hair on him, no nothing. Look like he's 20 years old. I mean, just a baby face. But boy, that boy gets off that rock and goes towards that quarterback, you know, with, with a chip. He's mobile, hostile, and agile. And I love watching him play. That's why I get my heart knocked on. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers put cue ball on. Let me see big boy. Right. <laughs> it, so- it sounds like you were describing yourself. Hey, man. He's bigger than me. He's bigger than me. Just like Chris Jones is bigger than me. He's defensive tackle. Like Gerald McCall is bigger than me. Like Tommy Harris is bigger than me. All of them. You know what I mean? Johnny Randall go to the Hall of Fame and, you know, we look guys. <laughs> we have fun bouncing around and playing golf. But these two tackles, this, what? They're monsters. Logan Hall down in Tampa, 6'4", 6'5". Solomon Thomas, 6'4", 6'5". All these kids are big. I mean, I'd I be looking for the little 6'2", 285, 290-pound guy. That's me right there. Not that 6'4 monster. Them some monsters. <laughs> Those some space eaters there. Them boys, them boys, they block the sun. I'd be looking up to them. Hey, big fella. <laughs> hey, they, they special. They special. You know, you talked about in high school being a tight end, and which was crazy, and doing my research, you were a punter, uh, <laughs> a place kicker. I mean, what? A lineman? Well, just, just the emergency. Just the emergency place kicker, okay? If we had to have it, I can get it done. But my kicker, Steve Barhard, and, you know, Carlos Huerta and Martin Gramatica, they deal with my best. That's why you never – three things on my football team you never can bother. My head coach, my quarterback, and my kicker. Unless you can line up 53 yards from this thing and boot it through there, shut up. Don't say nothing to you. Leave him alone. I mean nothing. Yeah, boy, don't say nothing to him. Going back to high school, out of all those positions, which one did you enjoy playing the most? Tight end. Everybody loves scoring touchdowns. And then we ran that that triple option. So when I went by the safety and he yelled, oh, I'm like, yep, I'm gone. And he put it right on me. I mean, I'm the only one there. I mean, I go crack him the first three plays of the game. So trust me, he he didn't want no more. He's looking at me like, boy, I'm looking for him. So he's looking, looking. And I go by him and run up the field, it's over. I was averaging 34 yards a catch. <laughs> 34? My goodness. Yeah, we were playing. We were running triple option. When I, when I got over the top, if I was even, I was leaving. <laughs> Which, yeah, my quarterback, my quarterback was sweet with the ball, too. Aaron Jones, it was Sammy Smith's brother. Okay. Sammy Smith's little brother was my quarterback. And 
then Clemson was our fullback. <laughs> I had the two Chris boys. It's Chris Sharp and Chris, uh, oh, he gonna kill me. What is that boy's name? It was the Tishy boys. Chris Sharp and Chris, what was Chris's name? He gonna kill me. But hey, I had two Chris's and we, we ran that flex action and we came at him, boy. It was something special. I was you love them scoring touchdowns. Everybody doing it. Until I learned that the quarterback was the sweetest thing you could ever put your hands on. And that's why I'm the cutest <laughs> killer. <laughs> but, 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 hey, let me interject right quick here because I remember a game here in Atlanta where you scored oh. a touchdown. <laughs> you know, and the touchdown was sweet enough, but, man, that dance, that Beyonce dance. You remember that celebration? No, if I can just get you to practice, tape. I was booty popping in practice. I was going crazy in practice. I was all out there. I was killing it. I was killing it. And, and Big Cozy Coleman looked at me with them gold teeth in his mouth and said, you won't do that in Atlanta with all them chicks in the stand. No, you won't. So when I scored, I looked to the sideline and Brooks is running at me to my, do it, do it. And I looked over at Cozy. Cozy said, you owe me, big man. <laughs> so, so I had to do him something. But the game was not out of control for me to just go buck wild like that. See, if I done went buck wild and they'd have got motivated and we'd have lost the game, you know, I'm always thinking about the win. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to rile this up any more than it's already going to be riled up at this point. So, trust me, I did a real history rendition of what I was doing in practice. I did it so bad, I could just call the play. I'm going to go in the game, just call a run play. He's like, no, I want to call the play. Don't call the play. Call the run. And I'm just going to run out into the flat, and I'm going to take half the defense with me. He ran the play. Three of them came with me. We went right up the middle. I mean, just scored a touchdown. John cut him out. Oh, what are you doing? Brooke looked at me and said, you ain't dancing no more. <laughs> I said, dog, I said, dog, y'all ain't going to play defense just to stop me from dancing? You ain't dancing no more, Sat. I'm telling you, dog, they, they would not let me get this fast off no more practice. After the first two days, it was over. It was over. They was like, do not let that fat SOB catch now another pass to do that dad. I was chilling it, Dad. I promise you, dog. Oh, it was almost X-rated what I was doing. Where, where where did you get those skills at? Because Jared may not be up on this, but you were runner up on dancing with the stars. Where where, all, where does all this come oh. from, man? What's up with that? What do women associate with dancing? Oh, God. <laughs> Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. I got the whole black race on my shoulders and big men around the world. You know I'm for the Jew. You crazy? I'm for the Jew. We going. That's one thing I'm good at is football. Right. And, a, and a little hip movement and a little, oh, come on, man. Come on, dog. I got plenty of rhythm. You can't, you can't rush the passer like I rush the passer and don't have rhythm. You can't do what I did. You can't turn that corner and bend that thing. Like Bruce Smith. I bet Bruce Smith could dance, too. I, I know Johnny Randall could dance, because me and him done been out of the bottom a couple of times. Yeah, ain't trust me. Anybody that can rush a pass that can dance, I guarantee it. So that's what we call How it. much fun? Wait, one, one question. How much fun did you have with that, though, with that dancing with the stars? Oh, my God. Listen, I go back every chance I get. Because there's nothing sweeter than someone working all. Because I know the work they put in. You're going to do 16, 20-some hours working it out. I did 12 to 16 every week. Every week I did it. I put it in because I like to entertain. <laughs> and I like to get good at what I do. So, trust me, 
I got a beautiful woman with me, and they framing the dance. Hey, man, ain't nobody watching me. They watching her. She half naked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey uh, Lamont, mm-hmm. Sapper so remember this, but earlier this year, I started taking ballroom dancing lessons. And who did I call for advice? I told him, go enjoy yourself, boy. Go swing mother around that dance floor, and she'll love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's work. I still got some 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 progress to make. You just got you just got, you just got heavy feet. Don't worry about it. You get them lighter. You get them lighter. You keep doing that. You keep working at it. Anything you work at, you get it done, my brother. Because we got the rhythm and we want to look good doing it. And ain't nothing sweeter than having a beautiful lady swinging around. Oh man, I was like, I'm in my soul, dog. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. And it's on TV. And yeah, I can tell you the funniest thing. The first time I danced. There was 13 contestants. It was the largest, you know, dance with the stars cast at the time. It was season seven, just in case anybody out there want to know. Season seven, and you go to YouTube and type in Warren and Kim, K-Y-M, 12 songs will come up. So we sitting there for the first night. And all of a sudden, you know, like 11 people went through, and the 12th person got ready to go. Oh, my stomach just whipped. I was like, so I, I went down. Went down and little, you know, because we got a little set we shouldn't know. So I got down the stair. And I just walked in a corridor. I needed some cold air. I needed something, you know, to cool me. But all of a sudden, I had almost like a hot flash, dog. My stomach slipped. I had a hot flash. I was like, Kim is right behind me. Teddy, Teddy. I'm your Teddy. She used to call me Teddy Bear. She called me Teddy. So I looked like I said, oh, I said, my stomach just slipped. You know, I've, I've been playing football for 13 years. And the season just had started. And week one had passed. So I, I'm well outside my element at this point. But. You know, I, I didn't expect this. I mean, I'm like, wow. I said, what if I uh, chip coming down the steps? You know, I got a size 15 foot. And them little steps is little. You know, I got to come down the steps. My first move, I said, what if I come down the steps and chip? She said, oh, that's going to be great TV. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh-oh. I said, so it clicked in my head right then. I said, I'm like, I'm in a three technique right now. I got to be on my game because if I mess up, I got to keep going. The, the, the dance don't stop. They don't, we're blowing the whistle and redo. This thing is going. So it really locked me in from that first night. And I went, and I went from there and it was, was, oh, was like, you went to work? Oh, I went to work. You know, and Maurice Green really challenged me to my son. Yeah, man, they got you 18 to 1 to win. We're like, boy, I'll dance you any day of the week. Ain't no way I'm, I'm losing to you. I said, better thousand. I hit him right there, better thousand. Better thousand. What? I said, better thousand over here last. And you give me my money on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't take the bet. He didn't take the bet. I want that bet bad. He don't come up on me tell me I'm 18 to 1. I said, who the five dead people I got to beat? <laughs> only 13 of us. How am I 18 to 1? What am I missing right. here? 18 to 1? I can't get 13 to 1? Right, 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 right. 113 million, baby. Get it 13. No. Oh, Unbelievable. And then I ended up being the Hall of Fame class of 13. I used to run from 13 my whole life. Oh, my God. I wanted nothing to do with 13. I'm real superficial. I, I you know, I had a black cat across the road. I put a cross on the, the windshield. All this. I'm that guy. I don't, I don't split no pole when I'm walking with somebody. I'll stop. Be like, is it me or you coming back around? <laughs> I mean, because when I split the pole, I'm just that superstitious, but... That's what I was, and now I'm 13 mark for life, so. You had to get that first ballot, though. I mean, if it wasn't 2013, you can't. You had to get that, man. It wasn't, it wasn't me. I didn't have to get it. It was given to me. And but I that's true. I appreciate that, Jerry Bill, and all, and all the Hall of Fame voters. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought I had did enough with you all decade, teams. You forgot that part on the introduction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, well, so much. I, I also forgot the college, no, 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 no. The college championship. No, 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 no. I could go on for days. No, 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 no. Nobody, nobody want no college. Nobody. You know how many people play in college and don't play in the pros? Too many to count, right? Too many to count. I'm talking about number one pitch, number three pitch, number two pitch, number four pitch. Nah, we're not talking about college. You can leave that college alone. And I and I wasn't playing that year anyway. I was red shirt. I was on the practice squad in the uh, whip route. Yeah. We're going to see it work. It's going to work. Let me say this. You were a nervous wreck on that day. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't you? On that no, day, no, 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 we no, voted. No, 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 oh, no. yeah. I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. Because I, I, I don't think I've ever told you this. I wasn't a nervous wreck. I woke up that morning, and my homeboy came to my room, knocked on the door at 9 in the morning. He had two bottles of champagne. He said, we either going to be effed up mad or we going to be effed up happy. But ain't no way we should have sit in this room and wait for these people to tell me a fat boy deserves to be in the hall of fame. He's different. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I went to my other homeboy room and I grabbed him. It was my, it was my three-man crew. And we walked down Bourbon. And we got to the two sisters spot. And I had a buddy tell me he was going to give me 10 pounds or 15 pounds of crawfish and have me a crawfish lunch. So I went by and I yelled at him. We got uh, like 11, 11, 15. He said, I'm going to put them on right now. So we walked down to the uh, hand grenade spot. <laughs> you got to go get your hand grenade if you're on Bourbon Street. You got to get a hand grenade. So I went and got the hand grenade. But he don't drink. My homeboy don't drink. I mean, don't drink, don't smoke, no nothing. I mean, that ain't him. You don't do none of that. He drank a Red Bull and cranberry. That's his thing. So, because you got to keep up with me. So, you got to have some energy. So, we really run it, going up and down the street. But my, me and my other two homeboys, we drank. So, we drank it. We come back to the two sisters. We sit there and we eat crawfish about 3, 3.30. Come out of there, go down, come back to the hotel. Because now, the Hall of Fame show finna come on. And Lamont, just so you know, I'm the year before this knock on the door trash to get to now. Cause trust me, ain't no knock on the door, no surprise. They've been to it. Uh, and then they got another Hall of Famer going to, to the door. Come on, man, stop it. Y'all gonna turn it in, turn it into what I got. I got a video of it, Jared. I'll send it to you. Hmm. My homeboy put a video up in the corner of the room and I didn't know it. Oh, wow. I'm yelling at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is classic war stuff. In the living room, yelling at the TV. You kidding me? So, like, hey, I'm just letting you know, when, when this thing's over, somebody either going to check my hand or going to have to answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm going crazy. I'm letting up. I'm letting up in front of the TV. And then, you know, it's alphabetical. So it's Larry Allen, Chris Carter, Curly Cope, Jonathan Ivey, Bill Parcells, Dave Robertson, and Warren Sh- Boy, my leg shook. They were, they were hugging me, hugging me. He told me, told my mama, in the anniversary, and I still can't get to it. I still can't get to it. Because I tell people this all the time. We play the ultimate team sport. One shot on the 50-yard line, age topping, nobody's offense. I don't give a damn if it's a pop winning. I can't do it by myself. I need my, my nose tackle. I need my end. I need my other end. I need my three linebackers. I need my nickel. You know what I'm saying? If one of us is off, the defense is off. You play the ultimate team sport, and for the first time in my life, my phone didn't whittle until he called me, and I was pissed with him. He called me tonight. How you doing? I'm like, you I'm like, 
Don't, don't even start right now. I, I think you might be good. I, I think I hung up on you. you know? <laughs> I think I hung up on you. I'm like, man, I threw the phone in the bed. Don't know what's with you, boy. I'm like, what? I'm telling you, I got the video. I never shared that video. I'm not ready to share it now that it's been 10 years. This is what a, a real Hall of Fame, you know, introduction looks like when you don't know it. Yeah. Just knock on the door, shit. Come on, man. Let's stop this late for two years drama shit. Yeah. Pull up on them with the Hall of Fame in the car when they, 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 they didn't know. Yeah. And it's just them and their old lady at the house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was, it's always a tough thing because, the, you know, the people who don't make it and they're waiting, they're in the same hotel or they're in the Super Bowl city. I mean. It's like getting invited to the draft and you ain't going in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the situation. Yeah. Let's don't do that. Yeah. Why don't we do that? I mean, I understand that it's a nice trip to go to the Hall of Fame, I mean, to the Super Bowl, get tickets or whatever. But I think it's a torture rack. I mean, I'm I'm very, very, you know, privileged. I was the 74th first ballot Hall of Famer at the time I went in. So it was a very small number, you know what I'm saying? So I, I understood what it was, you know, to sit with Willard in there, to sit with, you know, Joe Green, to sit with Bob Lilly, sit with Merlin Olsen, you know, Randy White, you know, the company in which I keep with that, Lawrence Taylor, you know, gotta be you know, I grew up to this. And I'd be sitting with him at the Hall of Fame, drinking Scott with him, and then they go to tell a story, and I look over, and they're like, they didn't like that sap. And I'm like, I was in middle school. <laughs> I'm like, I was in middle school in 83, and he goes, dog, what y'all talking about? And he's like, oh, what's your young butt doing around in Well, I was like, because y'all allowed me to. <laughs> y'all allowed me to, and I should have like a good old young fella, and don't say nothing, listen. And then when y'all came to me and be like, I was in the league with y'all, no. I was at home watching y'all on TV. <laughs> funny, dog. It's funny, dog. And it just, I mean, your whole, you know, childhood comes back to life every year I go to the camp. It's like CBS is on again, and Eric Dickerson is going down the sideline. Huh? You know? Yep. With that head, with, with that neck roll, rolling. <laughs> you know, big Jerry Curl. Yes, sir. Ain't nothing like it. I just hang out with him, play golf. Oh, chat. Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing better. Hey, you, you mentioned that you couldn't do it alone, and there are four bucks in the Hall of Fame from your defense. I mean, that is incredible. Ron, yeah, Rondé like Barber goes. Mr. Phil Curtin got five. How many did Jones they got? Ooh, uh, well, they got Chuck Holly now, Lily, Renfro. Look that one up for me. I think we might be in good company. Yeah. Purple, yeah. People, purple people leaders ain't got that many. I think they got two, yeah. maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was coming. pretty special. Buck ball. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know what it was. Better kick off kick ass. That's, that's the way we defined it. <laughs> Give me 17 and we'll make it stick. <laughs> I got one for you. I got one for you, Warren. Okay. You won it in 2003. Bucks won, it, won it again. 2002. I'm sorry. 2002. 2002. They just won it again a few years ago. Your team matched up against that team. What would the outcome have been? I know what the answer is going to be, but um, how would you have matched up? Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> they can't match up with us. Ain't nothing on that front going to be nothing else. And Johnny Gruden going to attack uh, Shaq. Shaq going to get the rush to pass against us. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we turn your strip into something you don't want to do. You don't have to stop the run game. We don't, we don't run this thing at you, baby. You know, we ran that ball at the Super Bowl. We ran that thing. Mike Kipman was running that thing, baby. We had the toss going, bunch crunch, toss door. And Mike all started up the gut. Who's going to start Mike all Gavin White? Come on, dog. You wouldn't bet on that, would you? 
What? You wouldn't bet on Devin White in the hole with the A train. Well, would what would the spread be? <laughs> what should the spread be in that game? I don't. You know what? I've never been a gambler, and I don't. I don't understand how the NFL letting these people gamble, but they can't gamble on the premises. You got to be off the job. Can't be on the bus. Can't be at the hotel. Crazy, but you know these boys still. How you throw away that type of money for a two hundred dollar bet? Are you kidding? Insane. Oh my goodness. Insane. And, and meanwhile, but you know what? The NFL's got all of these sponsorship deals. With all these casinos. With the gambling Quite. people. With the gambling yeah, right. people. Yeah. Oh, they would have crucified us if we walked in the casino back yeah. in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you walked in the casino, you better have a drink and on your way back out, dog. They had somebody sitting in all the casinos. All of them. All of them. Man. Every time you went in the offseason, you went to Vegas, and you shot out in the casino, they come tap you on the shoulder and trip that bag and tell you NFL security. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a drink. No, no, you can't have a drink. You got to have a drink outside. You got to take your drink with you, one. Get a little plastic cup. Yeah. You get out of here, buddy. They, they ain't playing. I'm telling you. I, I had a chance to meet twice at the Bellagio. Me and my old lady left. My old lady want to go, you know, play us some 21, some black. I'm like, man, my old lady playing. Man, I ain't playing. No, no. Come with me, sir. <laughs> and now the Super Bowl yeah. is in Las Vegas this season. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time, boy. <laughs> Raiders got all the finest food and entertainment you can get. And we got the best football going. Come on, man. We'll have a wonderful week. Wonderful week. I hope it don't snow, though. Because you know it gets nasty in Vegas sometime over there. Well, okay. it, it, it don't snow, snap. I'm telling you, I've been there when it snowed. I'm telling you, it snows in Vegas. It snows in Vegas, yes. Okay. I've been there watching it come down up against my window. It snows wow. in Vegas. Trust wow. me. Google it when you get I'm gonna off the that. phone I'm with gonna me. Do that. We're, we're going like, to talk about what? that tonight. I'm a big pile of worthless information. It just passes right by me, and I scoop it up. I'm telling you, I'm like a sponge with stuff like that. It slows in Vegas. Trust me. Let's go back. Let's, let's go back to your high school days because your greatness really stems from, from back then. And, you know, you won an all-century team, you know, for the state of Florida, which is saying a lot given all of the players that come out of Florida. But – I want you to tell our listeners and our viewers, because we're video and audio, what do you think pushed you to the level that you got to in high school? Because this whole show is about greatness and what drove people like you to greatness. What what motivated you back then? I don't know about the dirt road, but the dirt road was just where I live. My mother was the one that was providing the food and the clothes and everything else and the safety. And she worked three jobs. I'm the baby of six, so I'd go a week sometimes without seeing my mother. Get up, put my clothes on, brush my teeth, go to school. She's already gone. When I get home, maybe one of my brothers has cooked something or I got a grilled cheese or bologna myself, something, you know, or my mom that cooked the night before and then I got to pull it out, warm it up, throw it in the microwave, you know, get me a meal, go to, you know, do my homework, go to bed. She ain't coming home until 11, maybe 11.30 from the second job or the third, you know, the second job, you know, she worked at Doing that, and then got a job later on at Quincy's or a steakhouse or something like that, serving people. And then she'd bring me a salad home sometime. My mom made the best salad, and then put it in the little styrofoam. Then I knew I had that when I gave home the next day, you know, because whatever she did that, you know, she set me up. But I wouldn't see her. So on Saturdays, I would get up and go wherever she went on Saturday. Wherever she was going, whatever job she was doing, I was going with her because I, <laughs> I was a, I was a mama's boy. And that was my rock. So when I watched her work like that, and I had an opportunity to put her on Easy Street, she'd been retired now for 28 years. She'd pick up the phone and call me and tell me, I'm in Utah. What are you doing in Utah? 
That's what I love more than anything is, is my ability to retire my mother. That's what drove me with everything. Because my brother was a lights out running back. My brother ran for 348 yards and five touchdowns in a high school game in front of my face. I was a seven-year-old little boy watching this. I'm like, I can't touch him in the backyard. Why they can't touch him? Right. They older than me. Why they can't touch him? I'm telling you, my brother was something special on that. But he didn't want to go to college. He didn't want... My mom was supposed to be on Easy Street a long time ago. So that was my motivation. Because I always told my brother, I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to do what you right. didn't do. Wow. wow. That's... Now we laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, Mr. First Mountain <laughs> Hall of Famer. Wow. Yeah. He's got to be so proud of you. Yeah. yeah. That was my Superman. Yeah. How much older than you was he? How many years ahead of you? Nine years older. My oldest brother was 12 years older than me. That's Parnell. He's gone. God bless his soul. My sister, Lisa, is 10 years older than me. Arnell was nine years older than me. My other brother, Mr. Herschel, was seven years older than me. And my baby sister was five years older than me. All my brothers and sisters were 60s, baby. 60, 62, 63, 65, 67. I'm 1972. I'm the only 70 baby in my house. Wow. My brother is still here. Uh, birth certificate say Negro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, that's not all they are. <laughs> so, Apopka High School, five first round picks. The fifth one being this year, Jalen Carter, but Sammy Smith, Aaron Jones. Aaron started it from uh, Eastern Kentucky to Hilltoppers. Yeah. And Pittsburgh Steelers drafted yeah. in 15, and seven goes, what, 10 or 11? Yeah, something like that, yeah. To, to the Dolphin, and then I go 12, then Brandon Merriweather go 31, and then Jalen's the highest kick we've ever had at our high school, 10. Wow. Or 9, was it? 9 or 10? Yeah, no, I think, like, he, was, I think he made I think. it in at 10. Remember? 10. I think Sammy and him 10 together, or Sammy's a 10. I think Sammy's 10, too. I think they both died. They had 10. Yeah. And then I'm 12, and Aaron's 15. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not bad for a little, little country town north of Orlando. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and the one thing about Apopka that I bet you Lamont doesn't know is the fact that it is the indoor foliage. Indoor foliage capital, capital of the world. There you go. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, that means you got a lot right. of nurses. <laughs> you worked in a nursery, right? Man, since I was 13 years old, nurseries was my first one. And then I had to work my way up to go with my brother down at White Sands. White Sands was like the Taj Mahal. Man, my brother worked in that shipping, boy. They had a big conveyor belt in that thing, boy. I'm telling you, all them little pond setters and things you see out in front of hotels, that's what we provide. And then VJ grew on. That's what my girlfriend's dad worked at. So I worked down there for one summer right before I got ready to go off to college. So. I always, had, I always had a job. I mean, since you're 13 years old, and my mama said, I ain't buying no $100 shoes. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no Jordan. You want your Jordan? You better go to work for it, buddy. You got, mama definitely ain't buying them, buddy. But I go to it and say, Mom, I got $70. Come on. I can get 30 You buy $30 shoes, don't you? Give me 30 <laughs> You negotiate them. I was I get them. Mom, you buy 30 Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I just, I, right. you got to play the game. What, you buy $30 shoes? Yeah, I'm going to go to pay. Let's give me some $30 shoes. Give me $30. <laughs> right. And you got 70 All Right, I got 70 I'm like, with them George. Oh, you went and bought $100 shoes. I said, no. I combined $30 shoes with the 70 I had, and I got to 100 How about that? <laughs> I bought $70 shoes. You bought the last 30 of them. How about that? <laughs> you always talking to your trash. I said, I'm going to make it work. That's what I'm going to do. I want my shoes, and I'm going to make it work. So you paying $30, give me my 30 of it. 30%. How about that? Right. <laughs> Choose your best. <laughs> yeah. Your battles 
with the Packers and Mr. Brett Favre were the stuff that were epic. I can't tell you how many times I sat around on a Sunday and, and watched this. And what I noticed, it was a lot of trash talking. And, you know, we, we understand trash talking and stuff like not that. Not so, so much. Not really? so much. In the, not, in the, not in the traditional trash talking way. That day, that day started very innocent. You know, we, we came out and we had a little brouhaha with the special teams or something over there. So all of a sudden, me and him are side by side watching the little scuffle that they're breaking up. And he looks at me and say, what you weigh? I said, what? Today or Friday when we weighed in? You know, because it's Sunday now. You know? Right, right. I'm like, today? Today I just step on a scale. For what? I don't need no scale today. <laughs> he, well, the, the, the program said you was 276. I said, that's what I was when I checked in in August. <laughs> right. That program did done in August, Brad, if you didn't know this. So he looks at me kind of clunky. I said, so what you saying? You got to run me or something? Yeah. He's like, oh, well. I said, don't worry. You got four quarters. You're going to get plenty of opportunity today to see if you can outrun me. <laughs> so about three plays later, he's scrambling out of pocket. I, I, I track him down and whack him and the ball come out. That first sack call from the ball in the air. And I'm holding him, trying to hold him on the ground. He had slithered out. He come up pushing me. I said, whoa, 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 get your hands off me. He put his hand back. I said, get your goddamn hands off me now. I said, don't touch me. I said, if you touch me, I'm going to take that as an offense, and I might punch you in the mouth. Don't do that. So he said, I said, just keep your hands off me. You can talk all you want. I love talking. Ain't nothing wrong with talking, but boy, don't put your hands on me. You got that? And then Johnny Grill was the, the ref that day. So Brent takes off running. I turn and look at Johnny. I said, are we good? He said, if that's all y'all going to do all day, We'll have a lot of fun this afternoon. I said, well, you better put on your seat belt because it's going down today. I promise you. Ran <laughs> off the team. Well, it, it, all day long, all day long, in the cap it off with a third and, I think, 13 or something like that. It's third and long. Man, it's like the center guard and the back at my butt. Oh, man. Oh. And I had just sat in the play before, so that's how we got the third and 18. Man, this man popped this ball back and throwed a bullet. I look up at the clock, and if you know, it was running off from the third to the fourth quarter. I said, I'm good. I weighed Kyle Golf. I said, go back. I said, I'm good. I walk over to him. Now nah, he done turned around because now he's going to his sideline. And that's when we had that little thing where he snatched away from Mike Holmes. I said, I said, I, I yelled back at him the same thing. I said, turn your ass here. He snatched away from Mike Holmes coming. He said, what? I said, you're a bad boy. I said, but I'm going to be down here waiting on your ass to see if I get this ball from you and win this game. So don't think anything going to change for this fourth quarter. You got it? He's like, all right. And then we slapped our hands and walked off. And then I'm going down the sideline, going crazy against the whole sideline for a minute. So it wasn't like, I'm going to kill you. It wasn't none of that. We were just playing the game. That's what made it so much fun to play him. Because he, he was not going to back down. But you know what's crazy? I heard you guys are doing something together now, aren't you? You guys got something going. In some with uh, our man Whitlock, the old Mac offensive lineman. We're going to have a little something with him that we, me and Brett got with him, and we're going to team up every now and then and, you know, do a little awkward t-shirt, little trash talking, a little fun, a little football. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, that's a wrap, sports fans, of part one of our discussion with the quarterback killer, Mr. Warren Sapp. But the good news is we have part two coming your way on November the 16th. And at that time, we're going to get into Warren's time with the Oakland Raiders, his Super Bowl victory with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, making two all-decade teams, and his most meaningful accomplishment. So stay tuned. November 16th, remember, tune back in for part two of our discussion with Warren Sapp. That's a wrap for today's Deep Dive into the Sports World. 
Next time, we'll be back with even more stories of triumph, irresistible debates, and, as always, a high-level look into the lives of eternal legends. Give Hall of Famers a like and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Want to keep the convo going? Join in the debates and stay in the know with all things Hall of Famers on social media for exclusive behind-the-scenes content and a chance to link up with fellow sports buffs and our crew. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars.